You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Paragons of Earth, the exciting new superhero comic I'm working on with Thomas DJ and Eric Johns. For this comic, we've unearthed a number of obscure and forgotten Golden Age superheroes, plucked them from the depths of the public domain, and completely redesigned and reinvented them for the modern day. It's an exciting cast of characters, and we're throwing them up against the threat of a Lovecraftian apocalypse. It's got action, it's got drama, it's got alternate dimensions and alien worlds, and it's even got a giant shark in a Hawaiian shirt. What else could you want? But in order to make this comic a reality, we need your help. The comic is crowdfunding now, and you can help support it by going to crowdfunder.com slash paragonscomic. That's crowdfunder, without the E, dot com slash paragonscomic. You'll be able to find that link in the show notes, so please double check if you didn't quite get it. Please help make this comic a reality. We are counting on your support. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Superhero Cinephiles Podcast. I'm your host, Perry Constantine, and welcoming two new guests today, and that is Michael and Roy. Guys, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, so why don't you uh, talk a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. Okay. Well, some, a lot of it's going to be similar to Roy because we uh, actually grew up together, yep. but we're both from Oregon, and we both have a movie podcast of our own, so I thought 
being uh, on a guest on yours with a superhero movie would be a perfect fitting. And that podcast is a Bad Potatoes pod. It's a play on Rotten Tomatoes, but we're couch potatoes. <laughs> yes. So we cover movies, and it's any type of movie, all movie. We take suggestions. We uh, will do never seen. So, like, movies that none of us have seen. Mm-hmm. Or if a movie um, that we really want the other oh. person to see, we have to watch it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if I if I want him to see a movie that he just hasn't, then I'll pick the movie as the movie. Okay. Yeah, we had a third guest that was just against foreign movies. So <laughs> I was like, well, you got to, you know, you have to watch this. So, yeah, that's <laughs> great. There's no turning back because it's a my pick. And um, <laughs> just a question. Uh, my audio lines aren't picking up on the bottom. Okay. Yeah, I grew up uh, loving, I guess Batman was my first love. I had these Batman boots, uh, winter boots. I wore it through the summer. I wore them until they rotted off. I wore them to church. My grandma, I, there's pictures of me dressed up all super nice with a little tie on, but the Batman boots stayed on. Or <laughs> like, And then it slowly transitioned to Spider-Man. Uh, and uh, something else, uh, we, I got a carpet corp on Instagram. I create custom nerdy carpets. Uh, oh, tucked okay. in carpets. They're really so, cool. They are pretty cool. I do uh, 64, Spider-Man Venom, Akira, mm. Akutsuki, some anime stuff in there. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Roy, um, how about you? Anything else to add to any of that? No, I mean, my name is Roy. I'm from Oregon. You know, uh, Michael and I have known each other since we were young. Um, I've loved superheroes. That was kind of a similarities though you know like Mm. we both like nerd stuff um i grew up watching the animated series because i was born in the 90s so like perfect Mm. timing for that stuff so which i'm so stoked about the the uh x-men 97 coming out soon yes yeah definitely yeah (laughs) i hope they have that banger intro still oh i think they're definitely gonna have it i mean given how many times they've used it so far in the mcu i don't see any reason why they would not go back to it yeah, yeah, you, you kind of have to. Well, they're kind of like, I guess, bullied themselves into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's. I think it'll be. They might change like the instrumental of it in some small way, kind of like they did yeah. with uh, the Spider-Man theme on Homecoming, which uh, mm-hmm. would be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, uh, okay, so um, so you both got interested in. Uh, you know, Roy, you said you got in through the X Men, and uh, Michael. You said Batman was kind of your first love. Was it just those those boots that got you into Batman first, or were you, did you get in through like a movie or TV show or anything like that? Uh, if Phantasm got me into it, and after I watched that, I I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. I still maintain that's I maintain that is the best Batman movie ever made. I think it's so too. Actually, I mean, it's been a long time since I've rewatched it, but it what's in my memory still holds up to it being the best. I think I love that movie so much because of the Joker. I like mm. his villain arc in that movie. Uh, I don't know. It was really cool. I just recently rewatched it. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. It was we good. did an, we did an episode on it. I think like a few years ago now. And it was funny because um, both me and the, and the guest we, 
we couldn't really have much to say about it just because it's like, yeah, this is awesome, isn't it? And that was about it. <laughs> it's good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Freaking sick. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, there was there was nothing really to criticize. Uh, just um, so it, it was tough to it was tough to kind of find stuff to, to talk about with it. Um, so did you guys branch out into comics at all or did you stick with kind of like movies and TV shows with superhero stuff? I did branch out to comics, um, but when I got my comics from my uncle, which was a bunch of random comics, so I never read anything in order. So I was read, mm. reading part of in, you know, Fantastic Four, and then the next chap, the next comic I'd read would be part of the Infinity War, and mm-hmm. but I thought it was cool. And then once I grew up and could get my own comics, like afford my own, then I started buying, you know, one, two, three, four, or the graphic novel. And I, I tried to dabble in comics. Like uh, I'm very particular because, I, like I said, I love the X Men. But there's mm-hmm. so many X Men comics that I don't even know where to begin. And yeah. then so I would pick a favorite. Like one of my favorites is Magneto. So mm-hmm. I went to uh, the the House of X. I went and read that. Mm-hmm. And House of M. Sorry. And then that that was a great series. But then I was like, man. I, I want more. I'd really do want to get into comics, but there's just so many and it's a it's, big investment. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's tough and it is a big investment. I mean, it's gotten a little bit easier with things like Marvel Unlimited and, and the, the DC program too. So, so it's, it's a little bit easier to um, jump into stuff now in terms of financially speaking. Um, mm. But yeah, but finding stuff where, where you should start can definitely be uh, a challenge. I remember, um, Michael, I had kind of a similar situation to you, where in my case it was it was my brother actually who um, he ran a ran a store at the time when I started getting into X Men and Batman the animated series, and so he would sell me these like unsold comics he had it hanging around his store, and it was like you know it'd be like completely random. It'd be like X Men twenty four, and then Batman like you know. <laughs> 725 or whatever it was it's just like reading them with no idea of what was going on especially for anyone who's reading x-men comics in the 90s knows just like how steeped those books were in in continuity so it yeah. i pick up a, a comic and it had gambit and rogue on the cover and they'd be talking about how wait wait magneto's dead and everyone's yeah. sad about this girl named iliana and i i don't know what's going and there's this thing called the legacy virus i'm i'm completely lost here i have no idea what's yep. going on and then you just yeah, turn into an alpha fight and watch Puck bounce off a tree. Like, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> we love Puck. Yeah. Puck, and, uh, Puck fans. I mean, I, I stuck with it, though. And, uh, and But back then, you know, we didn't have the internet either. So we couldn't, like, look stuff up on Wikipedia to find out what was going on in a comic book. It, you couldn't ask people on Reddit. If you were lucky, you would have a comic book store and you could ask them. But even mm. that was, you know, kind of a 50-50 shot in the dark. True. Back in the day, I would go to marvel.com, like in my little closet room that I had. Mm-hmm. And I would just, like, marvel.com had the character list. And on that mm-hmm. character list, I had all their information, their superpowers, and then, like, their abilities. And then they would rank them on a scale from one to 100. And then I would sit there for hours, just like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like the Wikipedia of Marvel. And you could just, like, go back. Like they would mention their parents or their partners or whatever, and I would just sit on there for hours just reading about each individual character. Yeah, you remember those Marvel cards? They kind of did that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, My, you, uh, you I go to the back and it shows like the information and power, agility, and 
again, my uh, my brother got I got those from my brother, and he would like give me like this complete set of like the '92 Marvel trading cards, and I just sit there for hours reading the back back yeah. of those cards and like diving into all these characters. And I'm like, I don't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are, but they look pretty cool. And there's this guy who's got who looks kind of like Captain America, but he's not. And then and just going back and forth between all of the different teams and you know all of that stuff. Uh, good times back then. Uh, yeah. Although yeah. I remember the when the Marvel. Yeah, but I remember when I first got online, it was um, the Marvel site was actually very bare bones back then in the in the mid late nineties. So you'd actually gotten more information from the fan sites back then. Yeah, that's so that's true. But I had this uh, Marvel encyclopedia. I s- still have them. Like they update them so often, mm-hmm. but every page, you know, it's in alphabetical order and. Uh, Everybody gets like a little tiny piece, unless you get, you know, your Spider Man. Then you get four pages to yourself, <laughs> and I love, I love flipping through that thing. That thing was cool. I remember it yeah. being on your coffee table. <laughs> yep. What was that? The uh, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it was an official en- encyclopedia. And, oh, okay, okay. And, yeah. yeah, and it was just show, show like uh, powers, uh, aliases, um, mm. enemy, uh, and a little bio. But I love so, that thing. Uh, so about your your show, how long have you guys been doing that so far? Um, we are like thirty episodes in, and we've been doing it since I want to say April, like April. Yeah, uh, I can't. I honestly cannot remember when we began, but uh, <laughs> time has kind of gotten slow with it. I feel you know, like. Well, 30 episodes isn't very much, but we do it like every week. So Yeah, we, we try to get every week, every weekend. And uh, then we start like at first we weren't doing guests because we didn't know what we wanted to do, mm. how we wanted to do it. But we just thought if we don't do it, we're never going to do it. So let's just start. Yeah. So but we work, we're working out the wrinkles and now we're we're hitting. We started hitting up the stuff and uh, starting getting guests on when we started TikTok and it's getting fun but the hard part you know it's like you said it's the video it's mm-hmm. almost yeah. not worth doing the videos yeah that that's kind of how i felt just because it was it was so much work just doing the audio and then having to do video as well and just for like five views or something compared to the the audio show i'm just like not worth it just focus on yeah. the audio instead for sure and then you gotta uh, worry about the thumbnails for the for youtube mm-hmm. or wherever you're putting it and yeah yeah um, yeah, go ahead. So uh, another thing we like to talk about with uh, with guests before we jump into the main topic is what kind of stuff are you interested in lately? What are you? It could be movies, TVs, video, TV shows, video games, um, whatever you're kind of interested in. Doesn't even have to be superhero related at all. But uh, Roy, let's start with you. All right. Well, like I said, I'm excited for X Men '97 because mm-hmm. that honestly, I'm pretty sure that's what got me into marvel and x-men mm-hmm. was the animated series because i remember <laughs> my cousin uh i came i was watching power rangers on the couch and my cousin came in he's an older guy he's older than me and so i looked up to him and he was just like what are you watching and i was just like power rangers like duh you know like and he's <laughs> like he picks up the controller and changes it to wb and it was x-men and it just so happened to be playing at the same time and i remember just like okay and he's like Power Rangers is gay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, uh, okay. But then like 
you know, I ended up falling in love with X-Men because, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, whoa, this is actually really cool. So mm-hmm. watched that whole thing, you know, bought the DVDs, you know, had the Blu-rays, bought the VHSs. I have a few of them here, actually. They're pretty cool. Wow. And, going uh, really old school there. Yeah, dude. I, I have like almost the, all the ones that I used to have as a kid because mm-hmm. you can see on my background, I'm kind of just collecting my childhood back now that i can yeah um and that's another thing i guess i've been into is retro video games mm-hmm. i've just been really into that like <laughs> yeah he's basically he's actually pretty good at it like i'm he's he has a tiktok too he could plug but he just goes okay. in and grabs he gets killer deals on offer up facebook and just mm-hmm. either resells or like takes the good parts of the bundle for the collection mm-hmm. and then sells the the bulk that he already has but yeah, it's been pretty lucrative and, you know, also not really because I have to buy a bunch of stuff. But uh, Right, yeah. Yeah, you put all the way the money that you earn um, mm-hmm. flipping and reselling. And, uh, yeah, I've, I could show you my game collection here, but it's off camera. But, yeah, that's <laughs> what I've been really into lately. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I've got um, I got a recall box, so I, I do retro gaming mostly through through emulation these days. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, I had yeah. to when my when my parents downsized, um, I I realized I'm like I can't bring all these like retro game systems back to Japan with me. So so it was just kind of like I had to sell them all off. And uh, funny thing is, um, the um, the older ones like the Super Nintendo, the the Genesis, mm-hmm. the NES, all of those sold for much higher than like my my PlayStation Two or any or my right. Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I always think of it when I'm when I'm buying. It's always an investment. Like mm-hmm. I, I think because these old games are just not going to be around forever, right. you know. Yeah. So that's why I always think about like acquiring it and then just having it and like, okay, time to sell it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things that disappoints me because I was thinking about some of those. Like I can get the the older stuff on my on my recall box but some of the stuff from like the the ps2 or the original xbox mm-hmm. era those uh the recall box isn't powerful enough to handle that emulation yet so yeah. um so like some of those games like you know the xbox punisher game or um the uh the original uh, the ultimate spider-man game or uh the incredible hulk game that was on xbox all Ooh, those i've been like yeah. jonesing to play those again but i just don't have the hardware to do it yeah, and those all three of those games that you just named off are fairly expensive now. Like, I yeah, think the I sure alone is fifty to seventy bucks. I was looking online just out of curiosity, like how much would it cost me to buy an Xbox? How much would it cost me to buy the games? The games were far and away more expensive than the Xbox oh, itself was. Yeah, sure. that's. I never really got into Xbox much. I played Halo Two probably mm. on Xbox, and that's about it. And so that's just one of the things I don't collect. And plus, I find it really hard to sell Xbox games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to like especially PC here games. in in Japan, Xbox is like you know a complete non-entity. Like you'll find like you know the Nintendo wall. It's like you know several shelves, or like the the PlayStation wall, several shelves. And then you, if you're lucky, you'll have like one tiny corner of Xbox stuff. Interesting. Yeah, that you say Japan that can that scared scared me on the email. I was like. <laughs> Japan, uh, like, because I had to convert the time, and I was like, time difference. Well, yeah, because it's the previous day, you know. And then uh, yeah. I was like, wait, did I schedule in Japanese time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for um, Nani, Nani. <laughs> thanks for 
uh, yeah, the flexibility there because I didn't know you were in Japan. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Like the, that's why I set up that that Calendly for for scheduling yeah, just because. Smart. Yeah, I mean, having to do it, I used to do conversions by myself, and like I would always get it wrong, or daylight savings would come along, or something like that, and it would just oh. completely throw everything off because we don't have that over here. So, I hate daylight um, savings. I, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, in Michael. Right now. Uh, Michael, how about you? What are you interested in these days? Lately, I've been drawing a lot on my on my iPad, mm-hmm. and I'm getting back in. Like, I've been reading tons of manga. Like, I'm so caught up in all my manga. I'm kind of upset. Like, and now I'm just finding random ones to read, but they <laughs> all seem to be cool. The ones I'm reading, um, just because uh, before I go to bed, like reading kind of makes me tired so i'll just read chapters here chapters mm. there pass out read chapters yeah. here just every night now I'm, you know caught up on everything and that's a kind of a pain too because i want to enjoy the anime but then i i watch the anime and then i'm like well what happens yeah and i just can't wait because i want to know what happens so i go read it and then sometimes that man the manga is not done and i'm like what what the hell like now I gotta wait in this too. Yeah, I remember yeah. back when um, Dragon Ball was on the air, uh, Dragon Ball Z, when I was in uh, middle school and high school. And one of the reasons they had so many filler episodes back then was because they they were going faster than the manga was, so they had to wait to catch oh, up. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah, I hated that. Those day, those Dragon Ball days, or the Naruto days. I, mm-hmm. My friends, my friend, you know the AMVs with like Breaking Benjamin, and it's just mm-hmm. like a fight. We would watch those like we didn't even like Breaking Benjamin, but it's so sick watching the AMVs, <laughs> and we would just ruin his parents' computer with FrostWire and LimeWire downloading Naruto <laughs> episodes because we just, we had to see it like, and that was like the beginning of Naruto when no one really knew what Naruto was, and it was only no English, no nothing, mm-hmm. yeah, just like the fan subs and that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, uh, um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I'm into. Uh, I'm turning into a little shopaholic with clothes, uh, which is terrible. <laughs> hey man, you um, look good the other day. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah well, Black Friday's coming up too. So. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, we're but we're from Portland, Oregon, and they have the mm. Adidas headquarters here, the Nike's headquarters, the Columbia headquarters, and I got passes to all of them. So I'm like. <laughs> Trying to not spend it so much money, but damn, it's a deal, man. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, for my part, um, the only thing I've like, I've I've been so busy with uh recording, I've been like recording several of these episodes back to back. I recorded one like two days ago, so I don't have a whole lot that's uh new, but just this morning, I um uh, I started I started replaying uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Just oh, kind of got the urge to to jump back into it, and um, God, it was just such a it was just such a fun game. The way that it um, completely played with the expectations and like the towards the end there. And uh, I don't have a PS5 yet, but I've I, but after seeing the trailer for Rebirth, I told my wife, I'm like, you got to you know, get next it next year. I, I got to get a <laughs> PS5. Yeah, because it's got we got Spider-Man 2. You got the Wolverine mm-hmm. game coming out. Re- Rebirth, all these games that I just want to play. And I'm just like, we have to get a PS5 <laughs> eventually. Too many yeah, games, that, uh, not enough time. PS5 that's, Slim just released, too. Yeah, that's the problem. Like the time is because, uh, I, like I said, I got I got two kids who are both no. under the age of three. So it's um, even like the other day I broke out the VR for like the first time in probably since before my son was born. 
and he's uh he's a year and a half now so and um just like trying to play vr with my kids around is tough because they always want to yeah they always want to they always come they always they're like what is that thing what and they always try to come up and see me or like get in the way or pulling on the cords or anything like that yeah. that's rough but that vr dude. is a lot of fun but it 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 takes up you really have to like dedicate to yourself to that yeah. space that you're in like i was oh man also roy he's he's never beat or really played a final fantasy and yeah. i was like you gotta play you gotta play one of them like i mean seven i i recommend seven or nine because mm. nine's my all-time favorite but yeah, they're they're good games. The music, mm-hmm. the the I guess the nostalgia for me, but he's not gonna have it. But mm-hmm. even Chris, I mean, Crystal Chronicles, I played Crystal Chronicles Tactics. They're so they were fun. Yeah, I mean I, I Seven got, is still the gold standard for me. Um, Seven's a lot of also you know it was a game that it's probably it's very expensive now, but Xenogears that was a uh, because there's a whole rights issue with that. Like that was a that was a really fun game. I think it. It was available on the PS3 store. I'm not sure if it's still available on the PS4 store. Sino um, Gear. That's a. Um, they have like the light sword that changes. Right? Um, I don't think so. it's like um, it's like it's like a an RPG with like giant robots type of thing, and it's got these. Oh. Um, it's really it's actually a really like in depth story about like you know dealing with religion and like the the nature of existence. It's a really like really deep story well that's something that i never because like michael mentioned that i've never played final fantasy okay mm-hmm. so i played final fantasy 9 and mm-hmm. i played it on my playstation when i was in like middle school mm-hmm. and i didn't have a memory card but i thought i was oh. clever <laughs> and i would just play the whole game through and then when i got to that change disc section i would just <laughs> you know open it up change the disc put it in and continue and that's not how it goes at all so i was <laughs> I, I gave up right then and there and i never played another final fantasy because i was like did like, i beat that it. first disc <laughs> and i was like well i guess i'm not gonna do that ever again so i mean I remember, uh, yeah, those those memory cards man I, those are the bane of my existence <laughs> i remember oh, those yeah. back then and the and the change disc games are weird too like mm. i got i had parasite eve and it was a change disc uh game and i just i was so confused mm-hmm. i was like what like i'm playing i'm used to playing monster rancher digimon and then i started playing that and i was like yeah i don't know what's going on <laughs> um okay now today we are talking about um uh, a korean superhero movie uh called psychokinesis that you guys uh wanted to talk about um i'm probably going to mispronounce the real title of this but it's uh yonyak is a uh, Yomnyak. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It was the original title. Um, oh. um, but uh, what is uh, your history with it? What what kind of um, made you guys want to talk about this movie? It okay. So th- there was two choices. I forgot what the other choice was. It was. I, I don't know if you remember right because I remember telling you. But this one, we both, me and Roy haven't seen it either. So yeah. I was like, it wasn't covered on your podcast yet. Me and him haven't seen it. Let's do it. So that's we have no history of it at all. We've been on like a Korean movie a kick lately too. So mm-hmm. yeah, actually, that, I was actually stoked when I saw you know the cast and I was like, oh, I know where this is going. This is a Korean mm-hmm. movie. This is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. 
I uh, I remember when I was in uh, university, there was a period where I started to get into some Korean movies, uh, like here and there, but uh, didn't really take hold as much as, as Japanese movies did for me. Although there were some definite good ones back then that were coming out. And um, and Korean um, pop culture is becoming so prevalent now, like all over the world, not only you know, in Japan, it, it's huge. Like Korean, like all the streaming services have a whole slew of Korean dramas. You go to the, um, you go to the video store, there's like entire sections devoted just to like Korean dramas there. So they become massive. Yeah. They become massively popular here. Um, yeah. The K, like K dramas are just K pop, K dramas. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like I started getting sucked because my girlfriend watches K dramas and I, mm-hmm. She was watching one that had to do with the superheroes or superhero, I guess. Well, he would write a comic book and whatever happened in his comic book would happen in his real life. So he had to like change time with his comic book. And I was like, this is crazy. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I just started getting sucked in. And we have a friend that comes to the U.S. sometimes for work. And he's from Korea. And Mm -hmm. so we're we're trying to plan a trip to go visit him. But yeah, it's... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, K- uh, if, if you go to Korea though, don't I? I will say, don't go in the winter because it is brutally cold there in the winter. That's something I found out the hard way. Oh, jeez, I bet I don't. That's my nightmare. Cold. Yeah, I, that's my weakness. If I was a superhero, I'm pretty sure my weakness would be the cold. Oh, same here. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything <laughs> under forty, your your powers yeah. drain, and my nipples would just stay hard. And. It- <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from the Chicagoland area, so like every oh, year my boy. mom asked me about coming home for Christmas, and I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. no way. <laughs> we went, yeah. Uh, we yeah, we went like two years ago because my sister got married around Christmas. So I'm like, all right, that's this is the only that's time it. I'm going to go in December. After you're, that, no. you're lucky. I'm you're yeah, showing up. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'd never heard of this movie before, but it is the same um, director of uh, Train to Busan, um, mm-hmm. Yon Sang Ho. I haven't seen Train to Busan, but from but oh, everybody I know who's talked about it just raves about how good it is. I was about to I was about to rave on it right now. It's it's <laughs> I think it's the best zombie movie ever. It's that's what a lot of people have said. Yeah, from beginning to end is just insane, and not insane isn't just like go go go. Like the story mm-hmm. is also good, but it does yeah. go from beginning to end. See, I'm a, I'm a big horror movie buff too. Like I love mm-hmm. 80s horror, so I, I I will say it's really good, but not the best zombie movie ever. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. of, just out of curiosity, what would you say is the best? Oh, my favorite personally mm. is Return of the Living Dead. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's that. the second best. My favorite's Dead Alive. Okay, that one's also very good. <laughs> I never really thought about what my favorite zombie movie would probably be. I mean, I, I really like the Dawn of the Dead remake, though. It was really and and yeah, I like the Dawn of the Dead. I like that remake. I love the original one too, but um, but both of those yeah. were, were really solid. Um, uh, and you know, I watched Twenty Eight Days Later. I think it ended up being a little bit overrated for me when I saw that. Uh, oh, I was talking about it. It's good. Movie. It's good, but it was just it was just you know talked up way too much. I think for me. I, think I remember the, watching theaters and being so scared because that was one of the first movies I watched where zombies could run. And I was like, mm. I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, run. they run. They run fast. Like, sprint. Mm. Oh, it's so good. They sprint. Yeah. Full speed. And uh, one of the things I've seen, and I've only watched some Korean, recent Korean stuff, but like Parasite or Squid Game. And mm. one of the things that struck, that struck me about 
those movies and, and also uh, those and the TV show and also this movie too is just the um, the the class warfare aspects and just like how predominant that seems to be becoming in uh, in Korea yeah. at least the Korean stuff I've seen. Yeah, I mean, now you say now you say that it does because I mean the, in this movie, psychokinesis, um, bullet train, parasite, yeah, mm. uh, all of them have to do with uh, yeah the class, class. differential. Mm-hmm. So, what were some things that that stood out to you when you guys were uh, watching this movie? Some things that you think that you wanted to focus on. Um, I'll, I'll say, I noticed the the these stories always have a broken father, mm-hmm. with like the mother's not present or she is present, but you don't really like you just get the idea that she is taking full responsibility of their kid or like the household or whatever mm-hmm. it is like, but the, and the father's always like a drunk or mm-hmm. he's just like, he sucks and doesn't want. And then, so then it's always the same outline. I felt like I, I've, I've seen that trend lately. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's one thing that um, I've noticed in that movie is cause he's like, he, he's a deadbeat who's very mm-hmm. uh, selfish. That's what I've noticed. And then you, his mom spoilers his mom or not his mom but his ex-wife dies Mm -hmm. and uh the daughter's left alone and i think she would rather be alone than deal with her father because she knows who he is and how he is Mm -hmm. but he wants to wants to put on his big boy pants and take responsibility for once Mm -hmm. so So, that's what i noticed well so with me is every every superhero has to have a dead parent and at the beginning, <laughs> one of the parents died. So I was like, all right, it's going to be good. <laughs> as, that is as uh, bad as it is, but. That is a recurring trend, like death of the parents in, in almost every single superhero story. Yeah. Um, we should be superheroes. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Those are my powers. I know. What the heck? Um, but I, I get what you're saying about the 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 father issue too and that's something i noticed too like also in it reminded me of squid game because there's that whole um aspect Mm -hmm. of it with uh with the main character in that um and now i'm not i'm no expert on korean culture i don't know much about korean culture especially compared to like japanese culture but i do know that there there's some there's some crossover and in japanese culture it's you know it's there's this big shame component to the culture Mm -hmm. so if you Mm -hmm. you know fail to provide for your family in some way there are actually um secret moving agencies that will help people like leave behind their 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 lives and like you know move to like a different part of the country to like start over um there's a really good podcast about it called evaporated and it was all about Mm -hmm. like these different stories about these people who just kind of like left their lives behind because they got swallowed up in in debt they couldn't um they they lost their jobs all that kind of stuff and and again, I'm not sure how much that is also a factor in Korean culture, but it definitely seems like it from what I've seen in, in this movie or also in, in Squid Game. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to write that down because that sounds like a very good podcast. Evaporate. It is. It was very good. Evaporate. Yeah, evaporated. It was like evaporated, gone with the gods. I think it was what was the full title. Hmm. Jeez. There's descriptions for everything now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think too, what, what I thought about when I was watching this is it did make me think of everything everywhere all at once a little bit, because 
what I think that movie did so well beyond just all the, the multiversal stuff and all that kind of thing. But the fact that it had this, you know, it used like this superhero narrative to tell this very personal story about a mother and daughter. And we get something similar here with um, telling the story about a father trying to reconnect with his daughter. Yeah. So that kind of took me by surprise too, because I thought the, the title and the cover of the, the movie and the description kind of is like a super hero movie. It's going to be about mm-hmm. the guy that's a superhero, but he was, he's not quite a superhero. It seems he's just kind of like trying to become a better person, a hero mm-hmm. for his daughter, I guess. But yeah, it was a lot more personal than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. There was, um, you know, I felt like it focused more on his, father-daughter relationship because i was expecting a full-on superhero movie where he's like learning and uses powers and like gets a an enemy you know a, a arch nemesis of some sort and then like maybe even gets a suit or something you know the basic steps of like becoming a superhero but it almost had like none of that and, and it's basically about his connection with his daughter and then the uh the city, you know, taking over, uh, <laughs> taking over. Oh, yeah, it's, like a, it's like a mm. debt collector, uh, trying to, they're trying to evict all these people to build their own stuff there. And then in the right. end you find out it doesn't even matter. Like the eviction doesn't even matter. And it's like, Oh, like a whole mess for nothing. Yeah. Mm. I just wanted to do it because I could, or they had the promise of having a successful, what was it? What was it they were building there? I forget. It was like but a it was like a shopping plaza or something for for dedicated toward. It was geared to towards Chinese tourists, I believe, is what they said. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, and then it didn't even matter because they didn't have the full plan in effect. They just were like, mm-hmm. "Whoops." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very. It turned out not to be profitable at all. Um, it it it, it it's funny because it does make me think about that that whole idea with like this. Uh, consumer capitalism where it's just almost like vampiric in a way where it just it keeps draining and draining all the resources from the community and then it gets to the point where if you don't have the community there if the community can't afford to shop at these places and the whole thing's gonna fall apart in the end yeah, yeah their uh, eyes are bigger than their brain i guess or whatever the saying mm. is <laughs> <laughs> my brain's not very big my head's big <laughs> brain yeah well, also, too, um, I wonder how much of it is just that is just is supposed to exist on paper in terms of like the plan and like the real plan is actually to, you know, get money out of the community through through like these contracts and yeah. all that kind of stuff and then just take the money kept, and run. Cause, oh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, they kept no, no, going no. and been, they kept going and like, give us money, like mm-hmm. not protection money, more like give us money so you could squat here a little longer or whatever, you know? Yeah. Cause they're, they were bullying them, but they were still trying to take money from them. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, it was somewhat profitable for them for a little bit until they didn't move out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the, um, I mean, I thought the, uh, some of the scenes in this were, were really good too, especially that opening scene when, um, when, uh, Rumi's gets attacked by the, by the by the thugs that are working for the construction company like a harrowing scene like i was you know genuinely like yeah. you know, terrified for, for for her in that scene it felt yeah, like she, a zombie she, attack 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see why so many people like Train to Busan if that's the way he directs his zombie movies. Oh man, yeah, you gotta watch it because it's better than that. But <laughs> yeah, she's like sleeping in the dark in her kitchen because she owns a restaurant that's you know going under. But she's like mm-hmm. sleeping in it, and it's all boarded up. And uh, yeah, they just start attacking her at night. And then what? Her mom. She calls her mom, saying the police are they're here. They're here. Call mm-hmm. the police. And her mom shows up in that van. And I was like, I'll just run them over. And then she gets in the mm-hmm. van and just tries to run them over. I was like, yeah. And, and then uh, she crashes. Yeah, <laughs> she misses the whole crowd. Yeah, that was. And then they she pull was- her out, break her neck. And the funniest thing is, like, they they always say, "Gosh, oh gosh, oh god." Mm. <laughs> and when they they just killed this poor girl's mom, and he's, "Oh gosh, fuck, gosh, <laughs> gosh, fuck." <laughs> Wait, did you watch it with the subtitles or with the the uh, subtitles? Dub? Yeah, there was no yeah, English uh, subtitles. Same. Yeah, and that's what I kept reading. <laughs> They're like, "Gosh, fuck, she's dead." <laughs> <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Did that sound that the her head made when she hit the curb? That was yeah. That was Harley, huh? I, it was it was pretty. It got me. It reminded me of like the first time I saw uh, the original mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he hits oh. him in the face with the meat cleaver, and you hear that like mm-hmm. thud, and it's just super accurate, and it made me go like, ugh, you know, that was that was a good <laughs> noise, real. yeah. But yeah, now, she ended up things- dying. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, so I was going to say, um, one of the things that I thought was kind of weird about it was just the way uh, Sokhan, and I think I'm pronouncing that name right, um, gets his powers in the first place, yeah. which is, because um, this, this is the thing that kept bugging me throughout the whole movie. I'm like, okay, so if this meteorite has infected this water supply, how come he's the only one who gets powers? <laughs> he's exactly. the only one that drank the little blue hue. And <laughs> yeah. I, that, well, afterwards, he's like, the water's dirty, the water's dirty, and mm. they didn't. They, they just kept going to the water. And no, they kept going. Yeah, yeah, that that next lady, she went in and she drank it too. So yeah, I was, I was that's what I was wondering if there was going to be, you know, when you mentioned the fact that there is no like you know super villain in you know like the traditional sense, like that made me wonder like is there going to be someone else who they recruit that um, that also drank the water? But just yeah, yeah that's that's a, like so many super powered bugs and fish now because mm-hmm. it just yeah. drained. <laughs> Well, I guess he got the most of it, though, because or all of it, actually, because, yeah, yeah he's the only soup in that universe and yeah, um, that we know of. Also, I think that scene was to point out that he is not taken serious at all. Yes, absolutely. He's, yeah. It's like, yeah. no, I mean, no one's going to listen to this guy. Right. That, that's what I felt, too. Like his he's he's just such a he comes off as such a goofball. And just like, mm-hmm. you know, such a such a dumbass in that in that introduction, which is um, which kind of um, it kind of I was kind of glad they did that because it it, it um, the way they kind of play with your expectations about what kind of movie it's going to be, because at that, you know, when we first see him and my whole impression was that, OK, this is probably going to be a little bit more comedic than serious, but it ended up being uh, having a pretty even tone throughout I agree. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny. He's a funny character himself. Mm-hmm. He made me laugh. Like his facial, his acting. So yeah, when he's like, <laughs> and his little fingers get all contorted. <laughs> but oh, when he, I love it when he talks to that uh, 
the cleaning lady and he's she's like where'd you get all these coffees he's like oh I, you know she's like oh you steal these from the bank he's like yeah they they don't know Bob. and then five seconds later he goes out and she's taking them from the bank but she gets caught mm. and she calls it she calls his name and he just like ducks his head and like runs through the alley like Oop. yeah he's <laughs> like not my chair not my problem mm. i love that he just justifies it too he's like you dumb lady of course they're gonna notice if you take that many at once yeah <laughs> he's like not tactical at all <laughs> there's very much this um this sense of being out for yourself that he has uh especially at the beginning there yeah oh, he, he's definitely and then, selfish yeah mm-hmm. and when he finds out powers and his daughter like is you know she just mis- like wants him pretty much but he's just like check out my powers i i can make a lot of money doing being a magician Mm-hmm. And that's all he's thinking about is like money, 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 me, me, me. And he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we can get your restaurant back, get your life back together. He's just like, don't worry. Like, I could turn this tie into a snake. Well, I think that goes back to what Perry was saying. Is that it's the um, culture aspect of it because he's probably mm-hmm. trying to take the blood of what's happening to her life with True. this yeah. new ability that he has. And now he has the he has the ability to provide income for yeah provide for both of them Mm -hmm. and so and she's not getting that because she's never had that from him before so she's just lost she understandably doesn't trust him and you know also the whole he he has this attitude that um what i think is definitely true of a of a certain generation of um you know it's funny my my wife was watching uh kind of like a making of documentary about the uh the movie elementals it's like a pixar movie i think oh, and yeah. um and the director is uh is korean american and he was talking about how his um and i was just kind of like tuning in and out as i was you know reading my comics but he was talking about how that he was doing uh when he was a kid growing up for his parents there was this whole idea of you know you have to you know work is a grind it's not something you enjoy doing it's something that you do for money like you can't make money as an artist or anything like that um and and i think there's there's a i see a similar kind of uh cultural idea cultural rift between um him and his daughter in this movie where you know he thinks like oh well if i just had the money that's gonna solve all your problems and she's like no the problem is not the money the problem is you know these guys who are, you know, harassing us and, you know, trying to steal away what's ours and all that kind of stuff. And she's also as a community when he's worried about just her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She's, she's very much, she feels like she's part of that community. She feels the need to, to stand up for that community, to work with it. And he's, you know, again, just all in it for himself where he's like, you know, he's like, no, forget the community, forget all them. And, and he's very suspicious of anyone who seems to have, altruistic motives like with with the lawyer right his, his whole idea is like he's like oh you're just you're just doing this because you want to get in bed with my daughter hey he wasn't wrong though he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> he entirely wasn't wrong. wrong yeah that's true yeah yeah he, he knew he know he's a guy he knows what's up he's like you like my daughter <laughs> dude and i so, did like that lawyer though i thought he was a really? good character yeah yeah because yeah. they, they he made when he made that barrier he like pulled the car forward and all those grunts and equipment and stuff. He's like, ah, uh, and he makes a barrier, right? And the lawyer goes, ah, and like, tries to, <laughs> he screams and tries to do the powers too. Cause like, maybe if I just scream, I can do it too. And it didn't work. So he's like, yeah, whatever. Worth it. Worth the shot. I think my favorite character was the, uh, the goon, the bad guy, the, I forget his name. Um, but he's the leader of the pack of the, 
of, of the crowd that comes in and breaks yep. all the windows and stuff. Beat mm. up by that by that lady. Yeah, he was hilarious. I thought he was funny because he would crack me up with like his. He's not so intimidating, but he tries really hard to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it just reminded me, like, I don't know, it reminded me of Kung Fu Hustle when they're pretending <laughs> yeah. to be yeah, the axe game. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, I, I got that kind of sense too. But, but uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. But yeah, he. Oh, when he goes into the the mom's funeral, he, they just throw this. It's also messed up. They just showed up to the funeral after killing her. Mm-hmm. But then they start throwing stuff on the ground, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, well, it just shows like their their arrogance and how they feel like they can get away with anything because they've got they've got money and they've got strength. So it's like this whole idea where he just comes in waltzing in. And he's just like he's like here's here's money for your for the fact that we killed we murdered your your mother, and you know her righteous indignation was you know well deserved. I thought, <laughs> yeah, it was. I thought that going back to that scene, there was a scene that I just found so adorable because they're like, they come to the funeral and then everyone's telling them to leave. And she sees them from afar. Rumi is their name, right? Yeah. And she just comes in like the guy's trying to get him. The lawyer guy is trying to get him to get the heck out of there, but he's not using any like really force. And she just mm-hmm. comes in and like puts her head down and just like <laughs> starts you know, ramming, ram- him. <laughs> yeah, ra- ramming him. And I was just, they're not going to hit her, you know? So she just mm-hmm. kind of like puts her way, puts her uh, self in harm. But I just thought that, that was, was so awesome. cute. Was like, yeah. Oh. She, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. She, just yeah, like, it, little head butts. It's funny too, but it also just shows like, just like how, little how few options that this community has to to fight back against these guys like the only thing she can really do is just you know you know impotently hit it hit her head against his chest and that's it yeah yeah uh to be in and that position you, yeah, and then you find out that they're not even that powerful there's someone beyond them which is mm. that girl you know you find out that real villain or whatever uh she's kind of scary because she's you know, she they're at the dinner and she's like, Oh, go ahead and eat. You don't have to eat with with me here. Mm-hmm. And then she brings in goons to jump him because he's not doing his job in time. And mm-hmm. uh, she just starts screaming, No, stop. No. And she's just like looking out the window, like screaming these things just so she could record it to act like oh nothing happened. She had a she had a reason to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought she was a. I thought I, that actress. She, I I really liked her. Uh, Jung Yumi is her is her name. Oh yeah, uh, she's great. She was great. She was a she was a lot of fun in that role. I think she was probably of all the the villains. I think she was probably my favorite. Yeah, because she gave off that like <laughs> villain vibe. When the other guys kind of mm. like that's just they are they gave off more yeah gruntish, uh, but she gave off like yeah villain because she was yeah. kind of sick with you know sick with it. Yeah, kind of. And uh, then she goes to a jail cell and tells the dad about like the ultimatums and stuff. And here's your options. Mm -hmm. You're going to do what I say. And it's like, oh, all right. We'll see what happens. That's why I was like excited. Like, what's the dad going to do? Like, this is where we're going to see if he's going to use his powers or not or where where his mind hit stays. Yeah. She was also in. uh, what is it? Uh, Train to Busan as well. Oh, I don't know. I uh, Yeah, no, she was. I just, I just looked her up. But yeah, but yeah, she was in, she was in Train to Busan as well. Um, she's a, she's a pretty big name in in South Korea. It seems. 
<laughs> oh, that just reminded me of like who they thought was in charge of a uh, when when he sorry when he makes an impact the first time he comes to defend the community and mm-hmm. he like throws them everywhere and they record it and they're he's oh. trying to explain um what is going on to the the cop at the office he's like who mm-hmm. who started it who assaulted who and he's like trying to convince the cop that he used these powers to throw everybody and he's like on camera it looks silly because it just looks like People he's waving falling. his arms yeah mm. and uh he's like this is hard to understand <laughs> hard to explain yeah, and, uh, so to give some context back to that so they there's a fight between the the goons and the the community and they take it's it's recorded and it's kind of the first time you get to see the dad use his powers to like defend mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. in pop you know use his powers uh, to attack and they take that video to the police to show the police so you have these two groups showing the police this one police officer at the computer mm-hmm. uh the video of the fight and they're both giving commentary on it like who's who hit who first and since this guy can make people float it looks or like float and fly it looks like you know power rangers when they sparks fly off and they yeah go, <laughs> i thought that yeah. it was clever um the way they express this um the superpower on camera because mm-hmm. there wasn't that much you know special effects it was more like um camera pan mm-hmm. you know cut and then start right then and it reminded me of power rangers actually a lot mm-hmm. when he would move his arm or the sword and then the people would fly uh, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me a lot of that and I, I thought there was a lot of clever uh camera tricks that they use to expressed telekinesis i thought so too yeah i thought the um the practical effects and the way they they express his powers was was very well done um you know it's trying to just trying to keep it very grounded in this world and not trying to go uh too over the top with you know computer effects or anything like that uh which you know those those have their place obviously i mean you can do a lot of the stuff we see in a lot of superhero films without them but for something like this it makes sense to go more practical yeah and it was it was nice on the eyes. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's only a few CGI stuff. and I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but also, yeah, was needed, I guess. But Right. Yeah, it was good it, enough. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't overwhelm you. Like, um, uh, like the Flash. The movie I was, oh, God, yeah, exactly. Like, the, yeah, the, the babies in the microwave and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Michael's seen the new Flash. No, I, oh, I which is lucky. crazy You're because lucky. Flashpoint Paradox is one of my favorite DC movies, and it's supposed to be kind of Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the basic, the same basic story, but you know, um, we're about him going back in time. But yeah, it's just yeah. Michael Keaton's great. Michael Keaton is awesome in it. That's about, and um, Sasha Kale is pretty good too as Supergirl. But that's about it. Those are the only things worth watching it for. I'll watch and it. I guess, yeah. yeah, the Nicolas Cage cameo is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that he doesn't know about that either. But yeah, they they basically threw Nicolas Cage in it with all oh, yeah. CGI, yeah, and he's yeah. Superman. <laughs> really from the, the yeah. Superman lives thing. Oh, yeah <laughs> that is so funny. bad but he just looks but, like he, it's almost so much cgi you don't realize it's nicholas cage until you're like oh 
like I see what they did. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was. Um. Yeah. The, the other day we did. Uh. We did an episode. On, we recorded an episode on Green Lantern and just some of the scenes and it looked like, you know, just like out of a PS2 cutscene, right? That kind of <laughs> kind of that level of CGI. Whereas, whereas this one, when they do use CGI, it's not the best, but they they know their limitations. They only use it sparingly. Yes. Yeah. I the, feel like budget's only so big. I need to go back and watch something like that because in my mind, I love I love Green Lantern when it came out. I thought it was pretty cool. Like even though CGI mask, but I I know for a fact if I went back and watched it, it'd be terrible. So I yeah, I kind of a I, I had a similar. To. It was funny because I went into that episode and watching that movie, I'm like I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna defend this movie. And after I watched it, I'm just like yeah, I can't I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> There's some stuff in it that you know I thought Ryan Reynolds was great, but um, but uh, and uh, and Mark and uh, Mark Strong was great too. So some great yeah. casting in it, but the overall story just didn't really work and his abilities like when i think green lantern i think barriers and i think giant mm-hmm. like cool structures and i feel like there's none of, I, I, I don't know. it just reminded me of some like a giant hot wheels track with the hot wheels car just, just <laughs> over the top i was like oh i actually i actually like that i actually like that <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was I mean, a cool and creative way to do that funny idea i guess i'm more practical so like if mm-hmm. i had was green lantern it would all just be like you know i don't know th- my imagination's not that crazy i guess so. well i think that's the that's the funny thing because usually hal jordan the comics he doesn't have the best imagination compared to like mm-hmm. uh kyle or, or john stewart who are much more imaginative and have you know kyle's being an artist so he was always like thinking up these really detailed types of constructs <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Michael's forehead again. Uh, There's a reoccurring joke on our podcast where, because my forehead goes for a very long time, <laughs> so I usually in in the video I wear my hat like this, like a, I'm a mystery character. Um, oh my gosh! And you just it's it's your head, so I just had to look. <laughs> Um, also any, uh, also I thought that the, um, showing the police in this too, and just like the fact that they're basically also tools for this, um, you know, these corrupt, uh, vultures basically, I thought was, uh, also a nice touch. The fact that he's the one who's defending these people, but he's the one who ends up going to jail at the end. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought, oh, cool. Cause the cops were kind of in the middle at first, like, uh, who mm-hmm. hit who first. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then also they weren't. Like arresting anybody for squatting, which I thought, mm-hmm. oh, here, you know, in America, they would be arrested by now or like convicted Not, somehow. Or, and get the shit beat out of them in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the, and the police over there were seemed pretty fair until the end when they showed up and freaking right gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. right here. And basically a tank. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, a, it was like, a giant crane. I'm not sure what the what the laws are for for squatting in in South Korea. That may have had something to do with it, um, but I, but again, I have no clue. Um, I know that in other countries they are they're less strict about that stuff than they are in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, if you can find some good loopholes, you can squat pretty good. But in America, yeah, in America, if you if you like, I've seen videos lately of. Uh, landlords not able to evict the people that are renting out their place mm-hmm. and 
or people in Airbnbs not able to evict people, uh, even though they're renting it out to them and they stop paying them, but they technically cannot. I forget the loophole there, but it's the like loophole is uh, they, you know, you're, you're supposed to clean something every so often. If it's not clean, like they stay there and they're like, oh, it's supposed to clean. You say it's clean every week and the cleaner didn't show up. That's a violation in in the contract. So I'm going to stay here to get my money's worth and I'm not paying until you pay me back my damages mm-hmm. and so they oh. just they don't want to pay him the damages because that's not right so then they just live there for months for free that's i'm so not sure crazy. about i know it differs from like state to state city to city but i know in in japan they've got um there are a lot of laws designed to to protect renters so like you can't have like the the kind of evictions they have in the in the u.s is like they so like that whole kind of thing like during covid when landlords were like oh, yeah. people in mass like they can't do that here in japan legally they cannot do that mm. that's great actually yeah, right? seeing those videos those videos in japan where they always had those like abandoned houses for like ten thousand dollars or yeah because there's um i i just read an article about uh, this one lady who she was living in a nursing home and she had kept her house because she was hoping her sons would move back um but you know of course they've got jobs in like a big city so they don't want to move back and this um and she started renting it out to this couple and the whole idea was just kind of like you know you know you pay like three hundred dollars a year which is like the taxes of it and that's it and then everything else you know you could do whatever you want to the house you can you can fix it up any repairs though are all on you all that kind of stuff that's pretty crazy but usually those usually i mean sometimes they're they're closer to big cities, but usually they're out like countryside. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're called Akia, which is like Japanese for like empty house. And, um, because they, cause a lot of it is there's a, there's an inherited tax too. So like people don't want to mm-hmm. claim them cause then they have to pay the taxes and then they're up on the taxes for them. Oh, and yeah. Selling it is a pain in the ass. You have to pay to get it demolished. You got to pay for the, the, the garbage disposal and all that. So, so they, they figure it's of- just better to let someone live in it or buy it for cheap than, well, yeah, those who do, but other other people like, you know, the the family will just kind of like when the when the parent or grandparent who lived there died, like the or gets moved to a nursing home, the the family just kind of like pretends the house doesn't exist and like doesn't doesn't answer any questions about it. That's wild. Uh, there yeah, there have been some efforts now that the because they're I mean, honestly, they're they're a fire hazard <laughs> because the yeah, you know, they're all wood basically. Yeah. So they're they're trying to do stuff to to get people to to rent them out or to sell them very cheaply. So yeah, if, uh, there's uh, there are websites you can go on where you can look up, you know, how much they cost. And yeah, they're cheap. They're they're very cheap, like ten thousand, like you were saying. Sometimes less than that. I remember yeah. one time. This is like years back, but I remember when I was living in a small town out here. There was one that was going for like, I think like five thousand dollars or something like that. Mm. That's so cool. The dream. Let's move to Japan. Yeah, if you can work remotely. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, if you can work remotely and if you can get a and get a visa, um, those are the big things. Uh, and if you're willing to be part of the community, because if you don't want to, you know, ingratiate yourself with the locals, then you'll probably have have issues living in that that yeah. one of those places. True. Uh, the main character's uh, house when you see his room, mm-hmm. and like, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe it. He's, he's just had trash everywhere. Smoking yeah. in his in his little room, mm. and just like just garbage everywhere. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was a pretty cool scene where but you just I like lifted. I kind of miss that where you like you just sit on the mat. Like there's no couch; it's a mat usually. Mm. Like I grew up with uh, some Asian friends, and yeah, you just go. They roll out this like 
you know, it's like a fake straw mat. And you just mm-hmm. sit on sit crisscross and just eat meats and watch TV. Eat yeah, meats. they're um a lot of like the 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 older houses they'll have like they'll be much smaller in size so like it bedroom rooms are like multi-purpose where it's like you'll during the day it's the living room and then at night you pull out the futons from the closet and then you sleep in there so so there's i mean we live in a in a biggerish house so we've got beds and everything here but that's um but that there are there are a lot of places like that i know um, a lot of my students university live in like these one room apartments and that's what they do just yeah i mean it's smart use the spaces you got or use it for as much things as you can yeah yeah absolutely but um, that, that is a cool scene when he makes everything float in his in his uh living so room all the garbage uh, yes yeah. <laughs> well yeah again the you know the way that they handle his powers is very well done it's very artfully executed the way they they showcase all that stuff and how he's able to and just like the way they make it look all pretty seamless for the most part yeah, and also like how he starts to like I love it. He has a stomach ache. Oh, and that kind of like <laughs> so often, you know. And then then he kind of slowly does more and more and more with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the to the end, like he levels up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Where he is, it, so Flies. yeah. Eventually, they come in with their tr- uh, their um. I was gonna say tractor, but it's a crane. Or mm-hmm. not even a crane. What is it? Oh, it's a crane. They have like a crane, a crane. and a yeah, bulldozer, yeah. and a yeah, it's a crane. And then the, all the cops, and they're like, "Okay, the lawyer's telling uh, Rumi to give up. Like it's over mm-hmm. with." Like they, um, and then he sees the news while he's in prison. The the hero, and sees that they're invading this area, and so he just like takes that dude's cell phone, and then like oh, with his telekinetic powers, I thought that was neat. And then he like just levels up in the prison cell or jail cell. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, uh, explodes out basically. And then he unlocks like uh, new abilities because mm-hmm. before he could just pull things towards him or make things levitate. But now he could like create a, a barrier around him mm-hmm. or, and then like one strong enough. So the point where he could fly, mm-hmm. and I was like, Whoa, Dude, when he busts yeah. out of that jail cell and crushes that girl's car, because she, she just gave him the ultimatum of, like, do what I say when I say. And mm-hmm. he's he's going to go to his cell and think about what he's going to do. And then until he finds out they're getting attacked. And he's like, oh, huh. So he breaks out and then jumps out and then crushes her car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing I feel like he does is he unlocks durability. Or he mm-hmm. must oh, be yeah. making a force field around himself because he jumped, like, four stories and then landed yeah, yeah. And, and then made a crater and then crushed her car like Magneto would. And then uh, he just starts running and jumping and basically just bouncing off of these things, which is insane because if any other person probably would have just died. <laughs> Imagine having those powers and you fell four stories and just died with all those powers because <laughs> you can yeah. not control it. No. Mm. I fear that that's something that would happen to me if I unlocked powers. I like some <laughs> sort of some scene out of the boys. You get super yeah. stupid <laughs> your ability, so you go lift a car and you break your arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would happen. Uh, um, but yeah, that that scene when he he's flying over the city too. I just love the visual of that as, as well. Like, it's a, 
some great, just a great camera work in this movie all all around. Very yeah. uh, Matrix, Matrix Revolutions. Mm-hmm. That sort of remind me of. <laughs> although a much, uh, although a much better, much better movie though. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. like Revolutions? I'm not. A, I didn't no, like I'm, any of them. Really, I mean, I liked uh, I liked Resurrections. I thought Resur- the new one was pretty good, but um, but yeah, Revolutions oh, and Reloaded I were was not really fond of. Oh yeah, wait, I'm oh never mind. We could get talk about that in some other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> get me started on uh, Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, do you guys have anything else to say about uh, psychokinesis? Anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to mention? I guess um, the fact that he uh, goes, he goes to jail. So he goes to jail for four years and comes out and finds out that uh, his daughter and the lawyer ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was right all along. And uh, I, I thought it was funny that after he basically saves his daughter from falling, rebuilds that connection, make sure everyone's safe and across a way that doesn't get arrested. Um, he takes the blunt of it all. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now you can arrest me. I did what I needed to do. And then actually serves time. And I don't know. I just. The first time he was selfless in the whole movie. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. I, I like that too. The fact that he, um, I mean, it's, it's both, you know, it shows just how corrupt this, uh, this society is. And the fact that the guy who's actually protecting people is the one who gets arrested. But, uh, but also it, it worked to show that he was, um, uh, very, uh, he was finally taking responsibility for for his actions. Mm-hmm. It was a good story. It was. It came all around, back around, and connected just just fine. And mm-hmm. she got to reconnect with the parent. So she lost one, but gained one. So it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was nice. Yeah. yeah, I really like. And it. she also opened a new restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then she's oh yeah, married. superpower chicken. <laughs> yeah, superpower chicken. That was pretty cool. uh, yeah, I like I like that too. That you know she'd been honoring him uh, ever since he went to prison, um, and and then at the end when he comes out, he's you know he's using the uh, he's using his powers to bring drinks to the customers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he I can't, thought that was he, funny. He can't carry twelve drinks, so he's just like pouring all the drinks. <laughs> I thought that was funny because he just showed up and like she's like, "Help me out!" Like mm-hmm. you know, I can't do all this by myself. <laughs> so he just grabs the beers and lifts them up and. He has no idea where they're going. You know, like, <laughs> I was just like, there's some funny moments in this movie that I thought, like, um, I'm just going to uh, pick and choose. Like when the cops are trying to break into the door and they got that barrier up and there's like uh, smoke in the building that they throw in and everyone's yelling and everyone's hitting their shields with the, the sticks and rocks are being thrown. And then she just like pulls her phone out. <laughs> and like oh. and answers the phone i'm like what like you can't even hear your phone i guarantee it i thought that was funny it's like oh well she has time to answer a phone call because she literally is pushing up against the wall helping them close the door and then mm. she like grabs her phone and leaves <laughs> it's like what? all right michael do you have uh, anything else that uh, you wanted to mention about it no just uh, that i liked it it was a good movie yeah, yeah, it was a fun movie, and it's um, it's on Netflix. Uh, at least it is here in Japan. Obviously, I think you guys watched it in America too. So I think it's a Netflix original. So you should be able to yeah. watch it uh, on there without any problem. Um, and I didn't even because uh, this was one of those movies that just like 
this is one of the things I hate about Netflix is their their algorithm just you know hide stuff yeah, from me like this because I never no. never saw this pop up at all when you guys mentioned it, I'd never heard of it and I'm just like I'm like oh well let me see if it's at the at the video store and then I looked it up and then right up on Netflix it, that was the first result I'm like oh it's on okay all right why didn't Netflix ever tell nice. me about this then I watch a lot well, of superhero I'm, stuff. I'm glad we picked it then because I was uh, looking through the list of all the things you've done. I was amazed. He's, mm. he's done a lot. To, but to do something you've never even heard of is, is great. Well, yeah, we've done that gonna... uh, a few times. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things we like. I mean, you know, we do the the big name stuff, like the MCU ones yeah. and you know, the mm-hmm. DC stuff. But it's also fun to look at these, these like, you know, unknown superhero movies and, you know, kind of spice things up a little bit and give people a taste of something they may never have heard of before. Yeah, yeah I was gonna. Uh, people will watch it because it is a good movie. I wouldn't say it's underrated because I've also never seen it, but I have seen the ratings, and I feel like it's perfectly rated. Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. I was going to tell Michael if we couldn't figure out a movie. I didn't know if you guys have done anything, but I was going to mention Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. Uh, we actually got someone scheduled to do that in a oh, nice. episode that's coming up. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. we got. That's a good one. Yeah, we've also got someone who's supposed to be coming on for for Split, although we had some scheduling issues, so we're trying to work that out oh, too. Um, wait, Split's the newest one, right? No, no, no. no. Split Glass. was the second one. Glass was the newest one. Yeah, Glass. Oh my god. Yeah, and, yeah. Glass was was a letdown, but uh, but Split <laughs> yeah, and Unbreakable both very good. Classic Emma yeah. Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forgive him for what he did. I'll to never Avatar. forgive. Yes, <laughs> what he did to Avatar. My God. <laughs> we have something well, um, to look forward to though yes yeah they got the new one coming out so that looks mm-hmm. uh, i haven't oh. seen the trailers yet but um but from what i've heard people talk about online it seems like people are getting excited about it it looks a lot better <laughs> than well i mean it's hard yeah. to be worse right yeah oh my god <laughs> all right all right guys uh so why don't you uh promote your podcast anything else you'd like to to tell people where they can find you yeah, you could uh, follow us on uh, Bad Potatoes Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, we are on all things podcast pretty much besides Google Play right now. Yeah. So at the Bad Potatoes Pod. Um, and if we're really interactive on Instagram. We post a lot of polls and stuff. So if you guys mm-hmm. want to come join us and... We do a lot of like votings, like this, this better. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. We're on YouTube, but we're working on a few kinks um, with the video player, like you said. So, mm-hmm. but we plan to be more consistent on that end. But for the most part, we're we're on pretty much every podcast um, app. Okay, cool. And yeah. uh, and then I'm on carpet corp if you guys uh, are interested in anything uh, geek related carpets i also mm-hmm. do take commissions uh roy you have roy wood and retro roach right uh retro roach yeah uh roy wood's not so much anymore unfortunately but uh retro roach is the new one that i'm just coming up with ideas video games and that you know. that's also on instagram too instagram tiktok yeah okay 
Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll have links to all that stuff uh, in the show notes. So you guys can uh, make sure to, to check those out. As for us, uh, SuperheroCinephiles.com is the website. We are Super Cinema Pod on uh, Instagram and Blue Sky and Threads. Um, technically, we're still on Twitter, but I try not to go there anymore because Elon Musk is a fascist. So it's <laughs> on uh, X. <laughs> Yeah, X. It's a real yeah. shame that there. It's a real shame that there's not real a real alternative to Twitter. Right I know. Now. Yeah, I'm just like I, yeah. when all these alternatives popped up, I just joined every single one of them. I'm just hoping one of them is going to take Takes the lead off. and become and become the one that everyone's going to go to now. Um, but Same it hasn't happened yet, so we'll see how it's for a second. It seemed like it was going to be Threads, and then Threads fell down, and then Blue Sky came up, and then now Threads seems to be coming back up. So we'll, we'll see how things work out. Um, awesome. And oh. also, don't forget um, my comic book, Paragons of Earth, which you can find at crowdfunder.com slash paragonscomic. That is crowdfunder, no E, dot com slash paragonscomic. Uh, by the time you listen to this, the crowdfund will hopefully be over with, but you can also buy a copy there. So please make sure to go there and support us. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you bye, next time. Bye, bye, bye. See bye. ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Superhero Cinephiles podcast. Superhero Cinephiles is produced by me, Percival Constantine, with the support of Zencaster. The show is created by myself and the late, great Derek Ferguson, our host Emeritus. Visit us on the web at SuperheroCinephiles.com to listen to past episodes or find out how you can be a guest yourself. Support the show by visiting our advertiser links or click the Buy Me a Coffee link on the website to make a one-time donation. You can also support us by visiting Crowdfunder.com slash ParagonsComic. That's Crowdfunder with no E dot com slash paragons comic and help support my superhero comic book paragons of earth we are super cinema pod on both instagram and blue sky so please be sure to follow us we'd also appreciate if you could rate and review the show on apple podcasts and share us with your friends Thank you for listening, and as always, good night, good evening, God bless.